getting I worked record very hard now. On squirrel voice. Thank yep. you very much. The Micah part was the highlight. The rest, <laughs> the rest was te- technical difficulties and rubbish. So, um, wow. yeah. Welcome live stream. So, Jane, it's okay. You made it just in time. It's a it's an ambiguous holiday miracle. You're in time for a very special holiday episode of Total Party Kill. We just don't know which holiday it's actually going to be until the episode drops. Halloween is technically a holiday. Lots of things are holidays, Um, including Arbor Day. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be like Flag Day. Spoilers. All right, no. Well, so it is technically the season of lights, the season of of many holidays that are commercially uh, celebrated. Uh, But this will probably release in mid-August. But we don't know. So <laughs> listeners, uh, li- live stream people, uh, just, you know, really, really try and connect this to whatever uh, uh, holiday happens to be closest to you. Uh, you know, whether you're working your way-, way through the archives or, or what. Uh, but so I think we're going to actually get started. hot here today. Wow. <laughs> it is. I'm actually kind of warm because this it's, I don't usually wear a tie for Dungeon & Dragoning and I know now why. It's too warm in my apartment. My um, sister just sent me a message saying she's really glad she tuned in today. Mm. <laughs> I would like to personally apologize to your sister. Amber, her name is Amber. I'm Amber. I am so sorry. Uh, well, that's all we have time for, friends. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like a personal apology from somebody on Total Party Kill, <laughs> you can write to apologies at totalpartykill.fakepodcast.website.123fakestreet.newyorkcity. All right. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, not how that works. Uh, all right. I'm going to ask a question I usually ask approximately 55 minutes earlier in the evening. Are we ready to play Dungeons & Dragons in podcast format on the internet for the amusement of people? How could we not be after the last 45 minutes? I think think I'm done. I don't know. It took a lot out of me, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I had to switch from hot caffeine vector to cold caffeine vector. I hate it when it happens. Everything's great. Uh, It's been a hell of a week. Uh, (laughs) All right. Start recording. Everyone's recording? recording. Yeah, recording. All right. Welcome back to Total Party Kill, but not just any Total Party Kill, a special holiday episode of Total Party Kill. What holiday? It's a mystery. I'm not going to tell you until later when I do tell you. I'm Tony Sindelar. I'm your Dungeon Master, and this is the Dog and Pony Show. Allow me to introduce our players, and they will introduce their characters. First off, he puts the R in Arbor Day. It's Dan Morin. R, matey. (laughs) I be playing Crucible, the Warforged Cleric. Uh, next up, she puts the R in March Equinox. It's, uh, it's Eric Ensign. Uh, hi. They're, they're only going to get worse people. Uh, my, my middle initial is R, uh, and I am playing Bruldish, who is a dwarven paladin, and uh, also Pony Sindelarant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, next up, she puts the R in Cybar Monday. It's Aline Sims. I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> hi, I play Emma <laughs> and her dog, Andronite. Pro tip, uh, fellow podcasters, if your episode is starting a good 30 minutes late, you can use that time to develop a better opening than what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold. 
Next, next up, uh, she puts the R in Super Bowl Sunday. It's Jane Ritt. Touchdown. <laughs> I am playing Lena Dulina, the human rogue. And finally, he puts the R in Talk Like a Pirate Day. Uh, September 19th, it's Micah Sargent. Ah, it be Micah Sargent, and he is Elevar, the half-elf Jude. <laughs> <laughs> I will point all out right, almost did... all of our characters have R in their name, with the exception of Lena, but including Pony Cindelarant and Androdite. Mm. And Irina Kalyana. Yeah. So we... Uh, his name is literally Argo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I figured out Barovia, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's secret, but there's a thin veneer of Eastern European, and then it's like, it's it's pirate all the way down. Um, welcome back to the Dog and Pony Show. We are continuing to explore the good, the bad, ma- ma- mainly, mainly just the bad, in Barovia. That's big Barovia, that's little Barovia, and today it's Velaki. We are nearing the end of the adventures. Third day in the town of Velaki, the jewel of Barovia, according to at least one Burgermeister and self-styled Baron. You have attempted to join a book club. You have attempted to murder a guy with a monster arm. I mean, not pretty. I mean, like you've thought about it. You haven't really invested a lot in it. We're not counting these as failures, just as things you haven't done yet. You have gotten yourself very intertwined in the politics of this horrible little town. Uh, you have discovered various bad things and various just weirdo confusing things. The question is, what will you do next in this very special holiday episode um, of Total Party Kill? Very special. Well, I think we had decided. It is it is late afternoon slash early evening, and you have gathered in a quiet corner at the Blue Water Inn. A, a tavern that is now out of wine, which is a problem, um, and are planning your next moves, which might be things you'll do tomorrow. It might be things you'll do this very night. <gasps> I think very the festival night. starts tomorrow. Indeed, it is an auspicious day. Tomorrow is a holiday here in Velaki. Tomorrow is the festival of the blazing sun. Sweet. Uh... All will be well. <laughs> Uh, I think I think we are investigating the strange noises that Lena heard in the Baron's mansion upstairs and thought perhaps under the cover of darkness might be the best time to gain entry. Yes, I, I think they may have some kind of captive up there or a prisoner of some kind. That seems unusual place. One would think you would keep those in some sort of facility like a jail. Oh, I thought we re- we came to the the realization that you're required to have someone screaming in your upstairs or downstairs. <laughs> it's a zoning thing. That's a zoning. Yeah. 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 Barovian Baro- Baro- zoning culture is uh, surprisingly rich. You save on taxes that way. <laughs> nope, you don't. Oh no. Yeah, their taxes are very regressive. We covered that last time. Also, um, part of me feels like we have not yet really had a good night's sleep, so maybe we should be doing all our activities during the evening and try to sleep during the day. Oh, you yeah. know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, thinking. Yeah, oh, using that head. 
He may there. not have a heart, but he does have a brain. All right, we only get you guys get like another minute of pirate talk, and then it's gonna it's Look, gonna be. It is the you start holiday. To be in so, well, uh, what if what if Elevor bumped his head and now can only talk like a pirate? Then this campaign Barovia is Ripley over. Is the worst player. Yeah. What, what if Mike Astar- What if Mike Sargent was my friend who respected me? So what? that would be a wild world. Yeah. That's Sorry. Totally. Sorry. That's that's deep fantasy. So. <laughs> Much. I love. mean, I'm thinking that at night, probably there will be a bunch of people in the mansion. Whereas yes. during the festival, there might be fewer people in the mansion because apparently attendance is mandatory attendance is mandatory all will be well all will be well yes lena delina did scout uh about 50 percent, maybe more than that um of the second floor of the burgermeister slash baron's mansion uh and there was a room where there seemed to be based on sound only some kind of captive and it was direct you know right in the vicinity of various personal quarters where one might traditionally be sleeping at night was locked um and unfortunately the lock was just too complicated uh there were certainly no lock picking related mishaps ah <laughs> uh, the cover of having been on a solo mission they only they have to believe whatever you tell them uh, uh- that's a yes. So you are you are placed. You are. It seems like your your ethical dilemma is: Do you break into a house at night or during a festival? It's a real prisoner's dilemma, because during you're going to go rescue a, a prisoner. Festival, yeah. festival. Yeah, I think we try to sleep tonight and okay. um, break in during the cover cover a festival. Do we have our uh, uh, sleeping protocol down yet? <laughs> have we figured all this out to our satisfaction? Um, I feel like whatever we did last time made a lot of sense. I just don't remember off the top of my head what it was. We, we had the notes. person who doesn't sleep. Oh, sorry, sleep the being protocol. who doesn't sleep near. Uh, I think the, I was between uh, Irina and the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we can infer that uh, you know you have it. We have a recording of that, uh, and you will commence sleep protocol, which is your uh, your patented plan to. Uh, you know, sleep in shifts and keep, leverage the various people that only need to meditate or do not need to sleep at all. Using it. Protected. Also, added bonus, you now have an assassin, sort of, to help you out in the form of um, Argal the, the Stanny. Um, he, can, he can take a, a, a shift. He's happy to help. He did try to murder you not very well yeah, uh, really less than 24 hard. hours ago. So We really brought him around, Can we though. trust him? He's very reformed. I don't know. So you, you let me say you are you have been trusting him. I don't know if you can trust him. Let's put it this way: uh, uh, we can keep him uh, the near the door, keep Arena mm. near the window, and put me and uh, Imra in between, so that we mm-hmm. kind of have some obstacles for him should he try anything mm-hmm. funny. Okay, so uh, you have a light supper at the Blue Water Inn. You make your plan of attack for tomorrow, and you turn in in your usual sleeping in shifts. That's the plan. That's the plan. Yep. Uh, things are, it's not too hard to get to sleep. Things are particularly quiet at the Blue Water Inn. It seems like without uh, a steady supply of wine, a lot of his uh, loyal customers aren't so loyal. Um, and so you uh, you spend uh, most of the night uh, pretty quietly uh, resting, relaxing, recharging. Uh, it's probably 
can't be more than uh, an hour before dawn. When who would be uh, who would be on guard duty around then? Um, was Brolder's last or first? I can't remember when Elvor was. So. I think Elvor say, was we'll last. Say, okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. Do, do, do. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find something. I don't remember why though, but yeah, we'll go with that. Elevore. Um, so Elevore, you hear kind of a, a, a noise at the window. Ah, which window? Uh, the one that is not broken and boarded up. The one one of is... one of your remaining intact windows. Okay, let me just go ahead and do some uh, some perception check in here. Mm-hmm. We'll just roll one of these here d twenties. Is what we do mm-hmm. to roll for perception. And uh, well, you get a 14 and you add a three to that. That's going to be a 17. I got there, uh, 17 perception. All right. Uh, there appears to be a small animal uh, flapping, scratching, maybe a little, little column A, little column B at the, uh, at the window. Okay. Elevore walks over to, uh, he sort of walks and shuffles a little column A, little column B to the window mm-hmm. and says, shoo, shoo. Uh, there is a uh, small brown bat flapping at the window, kind of scratching. Uh, it is, you know, pretty much your standard bat. Uh, you know, not, not particularly big, not particularly fearsome. Uh, but what makes it unusual from a standard bat is the, uh, the cargo. Uh, it has a, uh, a little little scroll kind of uh, uh, tied with a little piece of string to its foot. Elevore is the only one awake, right? Yep. Would Androdite hear this and kind of nudge Emra awake? Probably. Oh, I'm still saying shoo, shoo, shoo. The uh, the bat seems very intent on just kind of flapping against the window. You got to sign little, for the career little, bat delivery. Yeah, the really. little the little scroll is clinking against the glass. I'll whisper to Elevore, what what are you doing? What's going on? Okay, so there's a bat at the window, and it's holding a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> is there toilet paper in Barovia? <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I'm relieved, but I think it's holding a roll of toilet paper, some sort of parchment. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll get up and mm-hmm. go to the window. I'm gonna whisper to again. <laughs> I really don't think we should open the window to the bat. Like I'm comfortable outside. I didn't know bats called. I kind of know a thing or two about animals, and calling is not natural for a bat. I would be happy to go outside and meet this bat, but I don't think we should let it inside. I'm going to, I'm going to grab an arrow and I'm going to. Ooh. So I sort of open the window. Yeah. Like let's, let's just crack it just a little bit and let me slide the arrow through. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I totally understand what you're doing. Uh, I'm gonna see Emma. if it'll um, land on the arrow. If it'll like slide the roll of parchment onto onto the arrow. <laughs> if it's a dexterous <laughs> bat. Yeah. Is this is this dexterous a pers- bat. is this a persuasion check on the bat? It's a I performance think it's an check from check. the bat. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. I'm gonna roll for the bat's intelligence. <laughs> 19 all right uh the bat seems momentarily confused and then it kind of um 
it gets the uh, the the little scroll uh, right on the arrow, Heck and yeah. it kind of it's it now the bat is still attached to the scroll. It's flapping very hard to try and get away, uh, but the bat is attached to the scroll, which is now wrapped around the arrow. I reach my hand out and untie it. All right, you just there's like a little string. You just you don't even have to touch the bat. You just say, well, you pull the little thing, and it it goes in, and the bat the bat is gone. Good. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, See <laughs> uh, okay, now. and I'll pull the arrow and the scroll in. All right. So you, Don, is just starting to uh, to to illuminate the uh, the the sleepy town of Velaki. You are standing there with a small scroll while your friends sleep peacefully that you took from a bat. And Imra, uh, I'm going to say you have the scroll. Uh, are you willing to open the scroll? sure yeah all right imra i'm gonna share this imra i'm gonna share this with you hey i gave lots of like are you sure you won't open the bag i don't think you really did um uh, go to the tape dan uh, play the tape Um, Uh, all i got uh, is bats oh okay do you open it (laughs) and dan said yes and i was like oh gosh (laughs) gotta figure out what that means uh so aline i'm gonna share this with you uh there should be both a visual of the uh letter and then in fancy script and then a slightly more readable uh you know normal text below it and i would like you to give us uh your best dramatic reading of this uh short missive uh that you have received for our listeners that is horrible handwriting scroll down oh my gosh my friends know that it is i who have brought you to this land my home and I know that I alone can release you from it. I bid you dine at my castle. Oh no. I bid you dine at my (laughs) castle so that we can meet in civilized surroundings. Your passage here will be a safe one. I await your arrival. Oh no. Your host, Strahd von Zarovich. Um... I think what you want is... <laughs> and as the sunlight starts to... <laughs> sorry. There are air oh, horns sorry. in Barovia. So sorry. There are no air horns in Barovia. Only oh, Vuvuzelas. Cannon. Only Vuvuzelas? It is hell. <laughs> you know, let me... Dan, Dan, we're taking your soundboard away. This is on Somebody you. You told me to do this. Not all of it. I took some Did liberties. I? Is that the words that I used? <laughs> no, I took some liberties with your direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Truly auspicious day. Uh, all will be well. And so uh, the dawn starts to break here in Volaki. The light streams in through the windows that are boarded up in your hotel room. <laughs> and your friends awaken from the first restful night they've had in Barovia. Uh, so there was a bat. It brought parchment, and it was a very smart Is that bat. Code? You, you know what? A yes, bat? but also not in this case. Uh, so you know how before we had like big vampires and weird, creepy things, and all I wanted in life was the unicorn rug to save us from all of that. Well, there was this bat, and it was scratching on the window, and I was kind of worried about it. But unfortunately, I was about to blast it with some fire. 
uh, or I should say, fortunately, Imra came over and we had a little conversation and Imra had this bright idea to, and I say, I don't say bright idea sarcastically, say, and it was a good thing, stuck an arrow out the window and the bat somehow understood what we wanted, which was to take its parchment and put it on the arrow. And now we have this creepy message with a creepy wax seal that may be blood, but I can't be sure. Wax is traditionally not blood. Traditionally. Unless it's like the blood of a candle monster. Oh God, are there candle monsters in Barovia? I'm not saying there aren't. <laughs> so anyway, here's this, wait. Uh, Imra has this message. Drod wants us to meet him at his castle. Huh. Hi. Ar Argal falls out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> This seems um, like an unusual development. I don't. Arena looks exactly disturbed that you're even saying his us. name. Hmm. Well, does it say when? I think it's. I think it's implied that it's an open invitation. And they it, it guarantees our safety. Arena takes this moment to say, "Guest rights are a sacred obligation here in 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 Barovia, Big Barovia. If one says that, it it's it is binding." Now, do we have a lawyer we could talk to about how it's binding, how it's not binding, sort of if yeah, I, I accidentally break something in the house, then do we... specifically says your passage here will yeah. be a safe one. Uh, it yeah. does not say how we will be after we arrive. Yep. Just saying. Also, Strahd has... A, Strahd, Strahd's kind of uh, a bit of a gentrifier. Uh, I bid you dine at my castle so that we can meet in civilized surroundings. Mm. Excuse me, what's wrong with the rest of Barovia, Big Barovia? Well, we have seen the rest of Barovia. <laughs> also, I don't think We're that in the jewel thing. Vampires are known for their um, open minds, um, modesty. Yeah, mm, mm. yeah. Well, it's something um, to think about. Not necessarily a course of action you need to plan right now. What are the Yelp I, reviews I, I like for dinner wait. at Strahd's? I haven't been able to get data since. Yeah. <laughs> How many stars? Data in Barovia. Yeah. 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 It's, no it's not great. Yeah. Coverage in Barovia is awful. Yep. Email won't load. Edge. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but. So, any hoodles, uh, there's a festival coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we, we just gotta... carry on like we were going to. Yeah. Just carry on your wayward sun. Mm -hmm. Blazing sun? That too. Um. Yeah. Fine. All right. Let's let us stick with the plan that we have devised. I think that course of action would be the wisest. And what is your plan exactly? Going to infiltrate a building during the festival. Yeah. Wait for so the I think, festivities to kick off. Yeah, and I think some of us stay downstairs. Um, Are you all going to go to the Burgermeister Mansion? Are you going to employ a, a pony? or a, a dog uh, to scout for you. Um, I think we should send someone to let us know. It's, it's, or... it's early morning. You know that the festival probably gets gets rolling around noon. Right. I was going to say we should we should send perhaps, uh, you know, Pony Cindelarant or maybe Elevor in a non-Elevor form to just let us know when they vacated the premises. <laughs> also, do we believe that our presence at the festival will be missed? Or as outsiders, surely not. Oh golly, but the 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 barn um, knows our faces because we worked pretty closely with them. 
Yeah, I mean, it's possible that the, like, some of us could go. <laughs> and if anybody asks, like, oh, yeah, we're all here. Uh, you know, Crucible just went that way, and Lena's over there. <laughs> ah, classic move. You just missed him. Who's, <laughs> who's good at deception? That's yeah, which that's is right. I have a plus two. Not, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I'm great. At it, you guys, after you pull off this heist in this uh, uh, Gothic horror Eastern European themed village, uh, you're totally prepared to get like a divorced uh, set of parents back together. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Uh, I, I think perhaps we should send someone to scout out the Baron's house so that we know when it is safest for us to make our move. Yes, yeah, we can, that makes we sense. We can totally send somebody on pony. Yeah, that, that, that sounds amenable. Who? Okay, let's do that. Who is going to volunteer? <laughs> Um, I'm I'm clunky, so I probably shouldn't go. <laughs> I think I may have overstayed my welcome there. Perhaps someone else. I feel that I am very recognizable, though I would be happy to do it if that were no obstacle. I can become unrecognizable. Yeah. Aragal says, I'd like to be useful. <laughs> well, we'll think about it. Well, we, we, <laughs> we know that the Burgermeister has dogs. Perhaps you could be one such dog and um, sneak about unnoticed. Yeah. Now that I've seen said dog, I can become said dog. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at Lavor, it's totally within your ability to be a uh, kind of, I think they're black mastiffs, right? So you could be a, you know, I don't know if you're an identical dog, but at least an extremely similar looking dog. I could become a black mastiff puppy. Mm. And then, <laughs> surprise! The, the <laughs> so all, all of a sudden, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of infighting with the mastiffs. Is this your puppy? <laughs> <laughs> Dogs spontaneously replicate, right? That's that's the joke. In my understanding, yes. <laughs> the birds and the bees, Tony. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would, I suggest for the purposes of podcasting, you pick an idea and commit to it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Um, see, okay, here's my problem. Why would there just be a random third black mastiff mm. hanging out? Well, I mean, if him and the dogs are out of the house. Oh, right, right, right. The staff, be at the festival. Yeah, the staff in the house wouldn't know if one of them came back. Very good point. Okay, yes. I, uh, Elevore... Again, as he said, he, he locks eyes with somebody. This is now his way. He locks eyes with somebody and says, this doesn't hurt. And then he turns into <laughs> a black mastiff. Yeah. I enjoy that Elevore needs to find his motivation before deciding he's going to become an animal. Like, where would this dog really be? Uh, and yeah, he's going to. Yeah. Lena explains uh, what room uh, she noticed those strange sounds in. And now I want to creepity creep, creep, creep to that room, Tony. Okay. Uh, so you head downstairs from your room at the Blue Water Inn. Uh, it seems like there is a decent amount more people out on the streets, uh, though the weather is lousy. It is kind of a cold gray day, uh, and it looks like the clouds are extra dark in Barovia, and it seems like it might rain might be on the, uh, the forecast. Would you describe um, it as frightful? Frightful, yes. Um, so, uh, are all of you heading to the Burgermeister's Mansion or just one Elevore, Dogavore? Uh, I think, and 
pony? Is it weird to have just like yeah. a dog and a pony? Like <laughs> that's the name of the show. Yeah. The name of the show, Erica. I mean, the, the rest of us can probably loiter around and okay. know, get hyped for the festival. Point you of look is the dog riding the pony. <laughs> no. no, this uh, is a mastiff. Um, you loiter around. It does seem like uh, most of the foot traffic is headed toward the town square, uh, which is uh, not too far from the Burgermeister's Mansion, but it would be a little bit conspicuous for you to be heading toward the Burgermeister's Mansion. Clearly, people are, are convening at the town square. That's where everyone is heading. So you'd be moving uh, against kind of foot traffic. This is for a dog and pony wandering around. Um, what was that, uh, Erica? Is there like a, a roundabout way that we could, you know, sure. back streets? Yeah. Basically, so that at the point that we turn toward the wherever yeah. the festival is going to be, we would have to sort of pass the burger. You could sneak around in some, you know, and you, you could you could do it. It might take some rolls and it might take you. It would certainly take you a little bit more time than just walking there directly. But it is possible. There is not there is not yeah. like an ocean of people that you're fighting against. It would just be <laughs> conspicuous. Uh, so let's uh, let's just cut to uh, Dogavore and Pony, who uh, Pony Sindelart are the first to arrive outside the Burgermeister's Mansion. There is a wagon with a, a horse-drawn wagon. Um, Isaac Strasny is supervising a good half dozen or so um, of servants are helping to load uh, the and assemble a giant wicker kind of sun-shaped thing. Um, there's other servants are off to the side helping uh, children get into costumes. The children are, be are being dressed as flowers. They look nonplussed about it. Um, <laughs> and it seems like in general, things are gearing up for the house to empty out. Uh, most people are moving various supplies uh, into the wagon, into wagons or car carrying them directly to the town square. Uh, things are a bit in disarray because clearly um, rain was not uh, planned for and people are very worried about keeping things not soaked with rainwater and not muddy. So uh, things are a bit chaotic. I will like, I mean, Pony and I have a, a we can communicate telepathically. I yes. don't know exactly what form that takes. So I will pass on like however much of that information. Maybe it's just more like a general impression. Like sure. there's a wagon, they're putting something big on the wagon. There's there's a lot of people moving around. Like I, yeah. I will keep everybody else up to as up to date as I can mm -hmm. on what's happening. And the rest of you see the general flow of uh townsfolk, most of them looking pretty sullen. The ones that look uh look happy, it looks forced, uh making their way, trudging. Uh, toward the town square uh, where there's, you know, the platform that had people on stockades uh, has been converted into more of just a stage and less of a tortured stage, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, and eventually uh, the wagon drawn by the horse uh, is extrasy standing next to it, starts to make its way from the Burgermeister's mansion uh, toward the town square with a large uh, 15 foot high, uh, or no, sorry, 10 foot uh, diameter ball of wicker that is vaguely sun-like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do you want to do anything as people are assembling in Town Square? So I guess is the plan that Elevor is the advanced scout, or is he just going to turn into a dog, go upstairs, free the person, and like bring them out while everyone else is busy? I Or advanced scout, but if... I was going to play by ear, yeah. If, if yeah. it seems a simple solution, then I would take care of it. But 
I will I'll be a especially generous dungeon master and point out that there is a possible limiting factor. Uh, there is a broken lock. Yeah, and dogs between. can't open doors. Well, it They're may or may not, not great still at be it. There, we don't know what has happened in the interim. So, like, right. that's a thing to and, and also, if there's no one in the building, it's easier to knock down the door. Or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mastiff has a nice. <gasps> Does well, Elevore you don't. Have you any... don't have to stay a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanna. Does Elevore have any means of communicating with the rest of us? Well, that that's my party. thing. Like, it, yeah, Dan, it's like this. <laughs> I, I meant like when you're in the house and we're outside. That Dan, house. I think I think to answer yeah, your question, listen very close. Well, okay. yeah, Dan, it depends on the person. For you, no. Okay. For Erica and Aline, yeah, obviously. Sure. Fair. So. <laughs> Right, but we're in different locations. Mm, yes. Well, Elevore will relay them through. <laughs> Guys, you you haven't heard you haven't heard Shakespeare until you've heard it relayed from a psychic pony talking to a talking dog. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I could tell Pony yeah. Sindelar. Well, are I, we I guess... sending the pony into the house? I would come out. I will come out. Yes, like we have we have phase one, but like suppose that he goes in and he's there, and then it's like okay. <laughs> this is this is some pretty classic Dungeons and Dragons planning, which is to say we use the word plan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think that Elevore should be willing to turn into a person and pop the door if he needs to. Retcon. Jane, retcon. Retcon. Jane, Jane, retcon. Welcome to your first adventure with Micah. <laughs> retcon. Um I talked to Bruldish. Uh, well, we all we were all talking, and I told Bruldish if um, I need help, then I will nibble Pony Sindelarn's tail, and then Pony Sindelarn will tattle on me as a dog, and by tattling on me, then Bruldish, you know that that is me calling for backup. Okay, that works. Okay, you have a signal. That seems like something adventurers would do. Yes. 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 All right. If I have to, I will be undogged, but I would like <laughs> to not be undogged. I just want we're playing a little fast and loose, so I just want to establish right now. Uh Elevore and Androdite, and no, not Androdite, Mm-mm. Pony Sindelarn are in the vicinity of the Burgermeister's mansion. The rest of you are in the neighborhood yes. of the Burgermeister's mansion. Yeah, like yeah. looking like we're heading toward the festival, but not really moving. Right but not really. And Aragal's with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Arena Koliana is with you. Yes. But, but but wearing, with a hood, wearing hoods. wearing matching hoods from your six pack of hoods yep. from yes. Hoods R Us, right. as is yes. Pony Sindelar. Pony Sindelar, <laughs> yes, the the gothiest of ponies. Um, so, um, okay, so allow me to fast forward, unless uh, you don't want me to fast forward. Uh, uh, Dagavor, uh, they have loaded the wagon. Uh, all of the servants and guards seem to have headed out, except there is, uh, from your position across the road from the Burgermeister's mansion, there is one guard standing uh, watch at the main door to the mansion. Yeah. On guard. But there is a uh, you back have seen, door through the kitchen. You have seen many other people file out and leave at this point. It seems like everybody is headed. Uh, servants carrying stuff, children dressed as flowers, uh, various people attempting to play instruments in kind of a parade-like form. Everyone is headed to the town square, uh, but you see one dopey-looking guard standing at the front door. I'm going to strut my stuff like I know what I'm doing and I belong here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walk up to the front door and sort of do the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guard walks over, opens the door, and lets you go in. 
and then I walk inside. And All right. Do you see yourself on the map, uh, Elevar? Do. All right. The guard closes the door, and uh, he's he's standing outside. Pony Cinderella is waiting across the street from you, just trying to look like an innocent, an innocent pony. <laughs> pony Cinderella, look cool. Pony. Yeah. Uh, now I will go the way that I have been led by Lena Dulina. Okay, which way is that? How, which way have I been led, Lena? Uh, up the stairs. I will go up the stairs. Back stairs or main stairs? Well, I imagine that the dog can go up whatever stairs he wants. Okay. <laughs> I'm a dog. Elevore, you're in the you're in the foyer, foyer, lobby, vestibule of the Burgermeister's mansion. Uh you know you uh you've been here before. Uh there's a the main set of stairs is to your right. Um I think uh Lena reported from her scouting mission going up a back set of stairs off the kitchen, but you're before here. Before I go up the main set of stairs, um uh dog or puts his nose in the air and sort of tries to smell up the stairs. I mm-hmm. get, uh, I get whatever the heck it's called. It's not coming to me at the moment, but it is when you get to roll two advantage, advantage <laughs> on perception. We're team here. Thank you very much. And we'll go with a 19 perception to see if there's any bodies. Upst- oh no, I'm sorry. That was, uh, a 22 perception. All right. Using your finely tuned dog sense of smell and hearing, you sense, I'm going to tell you, um, you know what? That's just really great. And you're a dog. Um, you, 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 you have like a, a, a 3D map of the, of the whole building is forming in your little dog body. So it's, it's in black and white because you're a dog. Um, <laughs> but you have a vision of a sleepy guard sleeping on the back steps of the, uh, uh, of the mansion. You do like a, your, your brain does like a, a 3D virtual fly through uh, up into the, uh, the second floor where you know that there is someone uh, injured um, and breathing heavily behind the locked door in the direction that Lena Dudelina told you about. And you know that there are cats in the attic. Oh, God. Um, okay, well, I'm not going to the attic, but... <laughs> and I'm just going to say, you know what? You're, you're still in the foyer, but you're old higher than 20. Some of the fur on the back of your neck kind of stands up when you, when, you kinda, when you think about the attic. Oh God. Okay. Uh, wait, is the next, the next floor is not the attic, right? right? No, you are on the first floor. The next floor is the second floor. Mm. You don't know anything about an attic yet. Okay. I'm going to take the, the main stairs since the guard is on the back stairs. Uh, he's actually, he's out. He's a, sorry. He's like on the back steps. He's out. He's out behind. Oh, house. oh, gotcha. Okay. And, well, I'll take the... and asleep <laughs> and asleep. I'll take the main stairs up. All right. Do you see, I'm just going to drag your token on the map up above you to the second floor. You see that? So yeah. you go up the fancy uh, main stairs and are um, up on the, uh, this is the upstairs gallery. There's a bunch of fancy paintings that probably uh, Lena told you about. Um, yep. Silk drapes over the uh, the big windows. Um, and you are standing at one end of a long hallway that basically runs the length of the house east to west uh, with two side hallways off of that to the north. Okay. One close, one close to you and one farther away. And then um, yep. I it's roll. that little four by four cubby up to the north. Uh, okay. So yeah, let's head to the little four before cubby to the north. All right. 
Mike, I hope you don't mind. I'm just dragging your no, token around for you. <laughs> you see where it is? Yes. All right. So you follow Alina's specific directions that she trained into you last night. And as you were sleeping, you dreamed of this of this path. Uh, and so you make your way I to- I used a clicker. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I already had turned into a dog and I was being yeah. stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the locked door at the end of the hallway on the second floor of the Burgermeister's mansion. And you stand there. You, with your finely tuned dog senses, know that there is someone who is in some state of not wellness beyond that door. There's a there's a little bit of a smell of blood. Tony, That's I'd it. like to do, I don't know if you want me to do a strength check for this or if you want me to do a uh, bite uh, attack for <laughs> this, but I would like to try to use my mastiff muscles to knock down this door. All right, give me a strength check. Oh, wait, no, no, hold on. Let me try this again. First, I would like to use my mastiff mouth, which is presumably at the height of, of a door. Mm-hmm. Does this have doorknobs? <laughs> yeah. Or does it have a latch? Okay, it's, it's got a doorknob. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would like to, was that a dexterity check maybe to try and... Yeah, give me a, give me a quick dexterity <laughs> check. Give me it with disadvantage because you're a dog. Okay. okay so that's a 19 oh my god i got a 19 and an 18 18 plus one is 19 all right uh you were totally able to do it and except the door is locked okay now i'll do whatever you want me to do but you feel like it was not your dogginess that was keeping you from getting in that car (laughs) all right so it's it's a shame no one else was here to see it (laughs) yeah it really is i'm disappointed um To knock down the door with my my muscly yeah, do it mastiff muscles. All right. Oh God, um, that was uh, that's a two. That's a two. What that oh, is <laughs> the door kind of rattles in the frame, but seems pretty solid. Do I hear anything when I when it rattles? Yeah, there's kind of a whimper from the other side. <sighs> okay. Elevore turns back into a human. Okay. Um, and then disappointed. Very. Uh, what's the check for for unlocking stuff? Uh, well, you know, you I would say you would t- not take Elevore very long to realize that this lock is jammed. It seems like maybe somebody broke a key off in it. Oh. Or okay. something very similar. Or a lockpick. <laughs> Yeah, which in a way is just a an, uh, it's a, bad, an, uh, it's a bad key. Maybe you yeah, can take the hinges key. off. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I can speak with with plants, and the door is made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also have yeah. speak with the dead and speak with plants because it's a dead? Plant? No one. You know what? You could have taken the speak with doors spell, and you didn't. Why didn't I? You know that is. Mm, um, have you asked if it's a mimic and if it will open? That's a good point. <laughs> Um, I speak friend. Does it let me enter? It does not. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to try a thing. Mm-hmm. Really great plan, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just recovered all of my spell slots. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me, what is to the left and the right of this wooden door? Uh, wall? Wall. And, I'm gonna say wall. And what is this wall made of? Uh, this is this is going further into masonry than I expected. Uh, <laughs> these are interior walls. They're made of horsehair plaster. They're not. 
the exterior walls are a sturdier stone construction. Now, in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, mm -hmm. does horsehair plaster count as stone should I wish to meld into stone? Uh... There is, we'll say that the interior, there's a, you are standing at the intersection of an interior wall and an exterior wall. The exterior wall is definitely stone. Okay. So, uh, what would, what Elevore would like to do? I don't um, know what your spells do, and I'm very concerned now. <laughs> you step into a stone object or surface large enough to fully contain your body, melding yourself and all the equipment you carry with the stone for the duration. Using your movement, you step into the stone at a point you can touch. Nothing of your presence remains visible or otherwise detectable by non-magical senses. While merged with the stone, you can't see what occurs outside it, and any wisdom checks you or perception checks you make are a disadvantage, blah, 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 blah. You can use your movement to leave the stone where you... Oh, where you emerge from. It doesn't let you phase through walls. It just no. lets you hide in one rock. It lets you hide in one rock. Sorry. <laughs> it's not even at, we'd think it at higher levels, you can move at half your speed. No. Mm -hmm. I was also going to say, there, the this is, this is going to be a great way to phase into the locker room that you <laughs> yes. get out of. So. <laughs> um, yeah, this door's got to go, Elevore. I think, I think I, it's the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, or you might have to call him the cavalry. All right. Um, Elevore casts uh, Flame Blade. <laughs> okay. Wow. Tell, can you remind the listeners and your Tony uh, what Flame Blade does? You evoke a fiery blade in your free hand. The blade is similar in size and shape to a scimitar, and it lasts for the duration, which is 10 minutes. All right. Uh, so you have a magic fire sword. I have a magic fire sword that I'm going to use to saw the, the door open out of this door. Yeah. All right. Oh, just... like the lightsaber thing. Yeah. Yes. Where you just mm -hmm. cut it. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me. Uh, you know what? Obviously, you have a fire sword. This is just a mundane door. You're gonna get through the door, but give me some kind of roll, and that will probably determine how much, how long it takes you, and how much property damage you do while that's gotcha. happening. Let's see. Um, Maybe I mean, it's a dexterity check. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's a. Um... Oh, it's a bonus action. Oh, there we go. I see now. I've got it. You you probably summon the fire sword as a bonus action, and then you have an action to attack. Uh, also, the door should have a certain number hit. of hit points, right? So I got yeah. tw 21. All right. Uh, let's say, how do you want to do this? Is like kind of quick and clean, or do you want to, what's your what's your motivation vis-a-vis -vis doors here? I would, if I could, what I'd really love to do is, if it'll slice through the metal, I want to just like slice the latch part. If I have to slice through the wood, then mm -hmm. I'll take the time to do it. You but take your, uh, your what was it called? Fire sword? Flame uh, sword? Flame blade. Flame blade. Yeah, you Fire take your sword. flame blade and you like you have you like you you gesture like you're adjusting it a little bit to crank it down, and then you just do like a a flick of the wrist and it uh the the do the doorknob falls off and there's just kind of a glowing hole where the lock mechanism was and the door yes. swings open into what used to be a linen closet, but is now some kind of. Thank you, Dan. What used to be a linen closet, but is now some kind of makeshift uh, cell, prison, cage, um, chained to the back wall of this otherwise desolate linen closet is a badly beaten man wearing nothing but a loincloth. He has iron shackles 
uh, around his wrists that are linked into the wall behind him. Uh, they've cut into his wrist. He's bleeding from his wounds around his wrists. He looks hurt and ill cared for. Now I wonder if a dog. He looks up at you with kind of like big eyes, looking through his kind of scraggly, unwashed hair, uncertain uh, about what's about to happen. The first thing Elavor does is the universal sign for "please be quiet." Shh. And mm-hmm. he approaches. He. Do you Elvor, still have your flame blade on? No, I put that out. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I approach very quietly with my sh- hand, my sh- hand strong, and I say, um, "Hello." What's happened here? Uh, my name is my name is Udo Udo Lukovic. Uh, I uh, had a difference of opinion with the Baron, and he locked me up in here. I think it's been about a week. Oh my goodness, Udo! You, so you you've been in here for a week for a difference of opinion? Well, um, I got in trouble with the Wolfhead Jamboree. All right, listen, I have one question for you, and it will determine whether or not I attempt to free you from this cubbyhole slash linen closet, which is what I've determined this to be. I need you to answer me honestly. Yeah. Look me dead in my eyes. His big eyes look you dead in, dead in your eyes. How do you feel about the man with the monster arm? Not a fan. He put me in here. He, he gave me all these bruises. All right, we're getting you out of here, pal. That's Isaac, right? Yeah, Isaac Strozny. I heard really, I don't know if this is important, but there's like, there's something really weird going on upstairs, man. Yeah, so I was a dog earlier, my guy. What? Yeah, and the hair on the back. Sorry, I think something's wrong with my hearing. Can we go home? We can go home after I finish telling you the story about how I was a dog earlier. I... (laughs) And I smell he starts hitting his head. He's like, okay, I think something's stuck in my ears. We're going to um, get you out sorry. of Sorry. A, a small trickle of blood runs out of his ears oh as well. Oh, my God. Well, he's been severely beaten. And he's beaten. And, story, and, your, and your story's not great. Um, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Yeah, no, no, okay. you're, you're great. You know, he's look, he's he's a rough crowd. He's, you know, yeah, there was he, no warm-up act. True. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, tough crowd. Okay. Uh, let me roll to resummon oh my gosh uh 14 6 okay 20 uh flame blade uh it's 20 3D... flame blades that's a lot of flame <laughs> 20 blades. flame blades oh, okay. all the flame... how I much wanna... uh just do you want to break the manacles yeah i want to break the manacles I can uh, how much damage how much damage yeah roll me damage the manacles do have uh, i mean the door had hit points also i just figured it wasn't that hard uh manacles are built a little bit tougher than doors that's just manacle logic. <laughs> Twelve. All right. Uh, you have no problem uh, sawing through the uh, the uh, manacles with your flame flame blade. Udo is now free. Beautiful. Um, okay. Now I've got to. Ooh. Okay. So I say, listen, listen, listen. Don't run off yet. I have to tell you. You need to take the back door, and you need to do it very quietly. It would be great. If I could meet up with you later, is there some place where I could come to find you and have a conversation with you after you sort of get yourself yeah. cleaned up? Uh, and he gives you directions. He says, uh, "I own the I own the, the shoemaker shop in town. I'm the shoemaker. I live I live in an apartment above the shop. So maybe don't go there is the thing because they're going to come to the shoemaker shop to find you. Is there somewhere else we could meet? Because if you I go don't... to the shoemaker shop, that's going to be a bad place for us to meet you. 
Do I need to leave Velaki? I think you might need to leave Velaki. Uh, have you ever heard of Little Barovia? Yeah. Oh. I have a cousin there. Oh, well, perfect. It's time to hang out with Cuzzo. Uh, you know, sort of mend old fences. Okay, I'm going to stop by my, my, my shop and pick up some things, and then I'll get going as quick as I can. Please hurry. But remember, out the back door, very, very quietly. There's a sleeping okay. guard out there. You need to open. In fact, if you have any, like, saliva, you know what? Here, have some water. Take this water. Take a drink of water. You taking a drink of water? <laughs> Perfect. He, he really drinks a bunch of water. What you're going to do is when you get down to the first floor, you're going to spit on the hinges of the back door to sort of lubricate them up a little bit so that way they don't squeeze when the back door opens got it got it all right then you'll be able to get out very quietly elevor elevor gains inspiration for knowing a bunch about doors as a druid should know about doors (laughs) what do i do if i already have inspiration well this it's a waste oh you're double inspired yeah and however for future notice you can (gasps) give your inspiration to other players Mm -hmm. so all right, so Udo runs off trying hard as he can to make as much spit as he can for reasons. Uh, and Pony Cindelarnt sees in the distance uh, a, a disheveled, uh, bloody uh, shoemaker uh, peek out the back door of the Burgermeister's mansion, sneak past a sleeping guard, and disappear into the streets of Balaki. Yes. You've done a good thing today, people. Um, Elavor is going to... Uh, oh God, I got to use two wild. Sh- no, I can use the back door too. Um, I use the back door to slink out and head All to right. the festival. Roll me stealth. Um, I'll just use inspiration if I have to. Uh, oh God. So say I roll a 12 stealth. You think I should try a, to roll that again? Or how are you feeling about that there, Tony? Is that a question for a Tony or for a group of players? Um, it's a question for anyone's anything. Well, you were a dog. How deeply asleep did that guy smell? That's a good point. I did roll a 22 after all. I'll say very. He smelled very asleep. All right. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm Tony Sindelar and I know how dogs work. <laughs> I'm going to try to sneak past the back door guard with a 12. All right. Uh, you disappear into the uh, the gray, rainy, drizzly afternoon of Vlaki without issue. You meet up with with uh, Pony Sindelart across the street from the Burgermeister's mansion. Uh, you know that your friends are nearby. Um, Elevor, give me one last perception check before we have you meet up with your friends. Alrighty, I can do that. And unfortunately, I had to turn back into a human so I don't get advantage. Mm-hmm. 13, 16. You know, as you are making your way, you give one last kind of look back over your shoulder. Just make sure that the guards aren't following you. They're not. And you can't help but notice a strange flash of purple light from the the attic window of the Burgermeister's mansion. Hmm. Meanwhile, everybody else. Flash purple? I'm Tony Sindelar, and I don't know how uh, cats work. Um, <laughs> um, we are going to lose all of our educational funding for this podcast. Um, <laughs> Look, you're being honest, at least. You're not pretending like you know how cats work and saying you know how cats work. It's true. And honesty is the worst policy. That is what I am teaching you on this podcast today. In um, Barovia, anyway. Yeah. 
So we are back. You're, you, uh, you have kept your distance, but you are on the edges of the crowd, ready to uh, uh, run back to the Burkermeister's Mansion if you get the signal from your psychic steed that is Pony Cinderlard. And various bits of you, perhaps you're you know, cycling through in rotations uh, or whatnot, but you see the, uh, under the, the raining skies, uh, the Festival of the Blazing Sun make way. It starts off with a parade of unhappy children dressed as flowers, trudging through the muddy streets. They occasionally, the first, you know, it's not too long before a couple at the front of the procession trip in the mud, and there is then a cascade of muddy children dressed as flowers flailing about in the mud. And the, uh, the men and women of the Lockheed scowl as they try and get their, their, their beloved children back on their feet so the procession uh, can, can continue. There are a few, they look like mainly servants of Baron Velakovich uh, playing instruments. And let's just be honest, their heart is not in it. These are not good performances. <laughs> there is not a trained bard anywhere to be seen. Uh, Isaac Strasny is leading, uh, standing next to the wagon that's making its way kind of in a loop around the town square. Uh, and at the uh, apparently the appointed hour, uh, the wagon pulls up to the stage and he, using a somewhat complicated system of ropes and pulleys, they, they hoist the big 10-foot diameter wicker ball up onto kind of like a crane-like structure so it's hanging, you know, just at about eye height uh, over the stage. And then there is a, a, a kind of a, a new procession. Uh, weary spectators uh, from the crowd uh, seem to know to assemble, and they are handed by Isaac Strasny um, little uh, kind of uh, containers of oil that they are splashing the wicker sun with. Uh, after that happens, that takes a while as everyone has a compulsory chance to splash the wicker sun. Uh, the Baron takes the stage. He looks out across the, the, the people. He raises his hands high and he says, all will be well. There is a crash of thunder and lightning. Um, people look concerned. Uh, Isaac Strasny hands uh, the, the Baron a torch and he takes the, the Baron takes the torch and proceeds toward his wicker son. The sputtering torch is barely holding it together in the rain that starts to pour stronger and stronger. And as he marches defiantly toward the wicker ball, he holds it out, thrusts it at the wooden wicker sphere, and nothing happens because it is soaked with rainwater. Uh, it's an auspicious day. All is well. <laughs> Le Lena uh, elbows all people well. and says, if we want to get in with him, um, one of you who can do, you know, magic stuff, maybe help him out. Not a person in the inside of that, is there? Not to your knowledge. And you had pretty much direct supervision of it. Right, right, right. So. I don't have any way to start fires. Um... So I can't help. It is up to you. You could also choose. This could be a great time. It seems like it's going to take a little while before that's, that uh, wicker ball gets going if you wanted to go off and reconnect uh, with Elevore. Yeah, I think we should do that. Let's prioritize that while he's working on setting this thing on fire. That doesn't help. Yeah, okay. And Elevore is the one that would actually be able to be uh, helpful. I, I think that we need to make sure that we are all seen here, though, as an alibi. Has, sure. has anybody in particular noticed us? Like, uh, you know, we're different, different people. Right. I'm a, I'm a dwarf. We've got Crucible standing here. Have people like been giving us looks? You're not super entrenched in the, uh, the town, but you know who is here, who has seen you and would recognize all of you? Rick Tabio. 
No. <laughs> Rictavio is nowhere to be seen. Uh, you know, he's 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 just passing through. He's not it's alone. The monkey, isn't it? It is the owner of the monkey. <gasps> and also the monkey it is Blinsky. And and his uh he gave you a nod it's at some point. No okay. fun. You know, he is there dutifully as a as a lifelong uh, resident of Valaki. He attends all the compulsory festivals uh, <laughs> and his all monkey right. is there, too, because you don't leave a monkey unsupervised in a toy shop. That is not a, a monkey that's behind. one. Yeah. No, of course, you bring the monkey to the bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so we can go and reconnect with Ella. Do you then. do you want to give me a, a quick uh, I don't know if you want to roll uh, or if you want, are there particular people you are looking for in the crowd of the various people that you have met in your time in Velaki? I'm kind of curious can... about the, the Walker family to see if the if they're around and if they look happy Pearl, about it. Pearl, just give me a quick reception check. That is a 16 plus one. 17. 17, that's pretty good. You've been, you've been here for a while watching things get set up. You've seen no sight of Lady Fiona Walker and no sign of uh, her sons, Carl or Nikolai Walker. My bros? No bros in sight. We established both Isaac and the Baron are visible. Yes, Isaac the Baron and the Baroness is nearby as well. Okay. Uh, but Isaac and, and the Baron are kind of center stage. Are there which dogs mean, there too? Well, yeah, the dogs are there. So, And many, it seems like all the uh, household servants and uh, and guards from the uh, the Baron's uh, house aside from, it seems like he left two. He left the two not so great guards at home. Any other Good. people that you've met in Velaki that you want to ask about? The innkeeper and family. Yeah, they're kind of keeping their distance off on the edge, but they're there. You see uh, Erwin Martikoff, his wife, and his two children. But not Rictavio? No sign of Rictavio. Hmm. He's on his tower. <laughs> Could be. Or he's just at the inn. Well, the inn he's is the purple light. The inn is probably closed for, uh, for business because of the... Uh, Compulsory right. festival. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is the purple light, but <laughs> no, we we can double back and and catch up with Elavor, see what's going on. With All him. right, and so you reconnect with Elavor, uh, not too far from the Burgermeister's mansion, not too kind of. We'll say you're like halfway between the mansion and the town square, um, a short walk from either. How do you like that? Uh, where you see the familiar sight of Elavor and your trusty seed, Ponies and the Laurent. Uh, Tropping down the, the 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 muddy rainy road in your direction. Were you able to free the captive? Yeah. So there was a man who makes shoes that was uh, trapped inside of a linen closet. There were no linens in the closet. Just a man who makes shoes. Is um, shoe making illegal in Velaki now? No, but getting in trouble by disagreeing with the Burgermeister, ah. aka the Baron, is uh, illegal in the jewel crown of Big Barovia. And so I was able to free the shoemaker. Um, his name is not Schumacher; it's Udo, and I don't remember his last name. Oh, that was one um, of the that was one of the missing servants, I think, wasn't it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I thought we had the names of two of the missing servants, and I thought that was one of them. It may have been something very similar. Oh, okay. This way was Ludovic. Is that his last name? Udo yes, Udo Ludovic. Ludovic. Okay. Um, so Udo uh, was going to go back to. I, I asked him, you know, hey, let's get you out of here now. 
but I'd love to meet up and have a chat with you later, see what happened, what's going on, and learn some stuff from you. Um, but Udo was going to go back to his shop, his shoemaker shop, and obviously that would be a bad idea to stay at the shoemaker shop because the Baron's going to find out that he's gone. So he's going to Little Bolo Barovia, which happens to be the same place where a squirrel wearing an orange uh, head wrap told us there's a treasure buried under the biggest tree in Barovia, Little Barovia. So we could sort of kill two birds, one squirrel with uh, one stone, meet up with Udo Ludovic, also dig for this treasure that uh, th this, this god being said was canon. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway, point being, we did save, I uh, thank you. Uh, we thank you for those uh, instructions on how to get to the proper place, saved him and got out without a scratch. And I didn't even have to nibble Pony Sindelarn's tail. Did you notice anything else unusual about the house while you were there? Well, as I was leaving, uh, actually, I should say, as we were leaving, um, I happened to sort of look back over my shoulder just to give it one last pass by, maybe hold up a rude gesture. Um, and I saw a purple flashing light in the, by the way, this place, the Burgermeister's place has an attic and there are cats in the attic and there's a purple flashing light in the attic. And also when I was a dog and I thought about the attic, the hair on the back of my dog neck stood on end. So there's like some bad juju going on up in the attic. Tony, what would I have to roll to take a stab at what might cause purple flashes? Yeah, same. Uh, I don't know. Uh, arcana? Yeah, how about give me Arcana? Not religion. Not religion. <laughs> The no, that, that glow is either green or white. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Those are the smart. colors of religion glowing. <laughs> Got 11. Uh, 16. Uh, you think that there are probably a variety of cantrips that might give off a flash of purple light. It is a rather unusual color to see in the natural world, especially in an empty attic. Well, unfortunately, it may be much more difficult to investigate now that they know that their security is compromised. Unless we go right now. We could go right now. We could go right now. Uh, Elevore, how did you manage to evade detection? Well, there's a sleeping guard at the back door, but I don't know how much longer the sleeping guard's going to be asleep. When I was a dog, I sniffed, and the, the man was very, very, very asleep. Um, but whatever we do, we can't take the front door unless we're all dogs, in which case we can all take the front door. Although we can't really do that because there are only two dogs. Uh, would you like me to stop talking? Did you have something you wanted to say? I think that is sufficient. I was going to suggest perhaps if the guard <laughs> was not fully asleep, he could take an enforced nap. Now, does that mean death? No, I simply <laughs> meant <laughs> a longer nap. Oh, now he's fine with killing people. Yeah, that's what I was like. Um, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> so you have a sleeping method? Uh, I, it is called a conk on the head. <laughs> oh, I'm really good at that. The classic conk on the head maneuver. Yes. But if do, we do any... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, if we could avoid waking him at all, that would perhaps be beneficial. But let us at least move in that direction and we can figure this out en route. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. And so you all head to the back door of the Burgermeister's mansion. Uh, do you see all your tokens? I'm going to move them. Yep. Argal and Lena are still with you. <laughs> oh my God, Argal. I'm here to help. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm here to help. I'm going to approach uh, like 
as much from the rear as possible. I don't know exactly yeah. how this is situated in terms of the town, but uh, we basically don't want to walk past the guard at the front door if we can help it. It's that's that seems totally doable. Yeah. There okay. is a lazy guard snoring loudly uh, on the back step uh, by the back stoop. Bye or on? Bye. He's on like a little, he's got like a little stool next to the stoop that he's sleeping on. Stoop guy. So do we all want to try to go up? Or we're, we're back to, do we split the party? I or? think, honestly, Elevor got the heebie friggin' jeebies. I think we should that. all go. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, does anyone have any way to make sure that he stays asleep that is not conch related? Now, when you say conch, do you mean the shell that comes from the ocean? Or do you mean the blast upon the head? Uh, if anyone has a sense by which a shell from the ocean could help, we can do that too. I know my magic conch. There are no oceans in Baroque. It is a landlocked state. Yes, blaring the magic conch will surely help this man to remain asleep. Hey, you! <laughs> <laughs> it had to happen. It had to. Also, it is all you have to be holding the magic conch to talk. So. <laughs> magic conch, will I, I ever get married? I don't have a sleep spell, so if somebody else does, that'd be great. You just have metal fists. <laughs> I can true. speak with plants, but I don't see how that helps. <laughs> uh, so, so the other, yeah, Flip, I mean, if, if we are going to conch him, we should then also like tie him up. Um, so they can't catch us on the because basically, not only would we all have to sneak by once, we would have to then sneak by a second time. Does somebody have, and that is, uh, does somebody have a bag that we could put over his head and then just tie him up? Cut some air holes, it's out like a burlap sack, you know. Uh, sure, wait, do I have a potion of sleeping? (laughs) That would be convenient. I think that's called a sedative. Yeah, I have a lot of garlic. That's probably not helpful. <laughs> yes. Also, That's if we put the dish is like, let me just try. This. Let, me, okay. let me put it so, this way: if we walk up on him while he's sleeping quietly, shove a bag over his head, and tie his his like arms up, then a yeah. he won't see us, which is great. But he might shout. He can scream. To, okay, he can can stuff first. a sock yes. in his mouth. Yes. Okay. So so while Dan, we're wearing Dan, the hood, Dan, 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 Dan. Have you ever tried to stuck a sock in someone's mouth while also putting a bag over their head? I plead the fifth. Sock first. Okay. Okay. Thank first. F- so, okay. Hoods Thank up. you, Erica. Thank okay. you. Finally. Hoods up. Somebody. Yeah. Step hoods one. Up. Hoods up. All right. Step two. Cool. Uh, Irina says, uh, what are we doing? This seems Wait, dangerous. Irina, do you have a magic spell for sleeping? No, I have a sword. Aragon. Aragon. <laughs> You can call me Strider. It's something I'm trying out now. Strider, do you have a spell for sleeping? No, I am the deadliest assassin in this garden. Can you assassinate someone to sleep? Okay, let's. Uh, uh, I think we're. No, no, no. It is the big sleep, as they say. I'm trying to talk cool now. Is it working? It's working, Strider. You're great. I could also charm him. Not oh. Strider, but the oh. sleeping guard. You're already charming me, Elevor. Oh, oh. charming works well. How long does that last? Also, uh, people the the people who are charmed do remember that they were charmed, right? And yeah. they would remember who charmed everything. Them. Yes. They're, well, so, then we can do the big sleep. Yeah, I think I think the I think uh, the 
I think it's time for him to spend some time in a bag. <laughs> yeah, it's sack time for this guy. Yes. All right. Who is the lead on Operation Sack? Not Guys, me. I need to be clear I'm not. This is the worst guard in Barovia. Yeah, I Little think we can keep The worst guard is at the front door and is not asleep. This is the worst guard in Barovia. There's like, how many of you? Seven of you and a mean dog. So... Yeah, but some people can... in this party don't want to kill this guy. I understand. I... And I'm just saying he's not a threat. You can very easily, non-lethally, put a bag over him. Right. It's just amazing our... to me what you guys focus on for. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to use the word loosely, plans. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we need to at least put a bag over his head because otherwise, like a little, you know, metagaming, there are five of us and we'll be rolling stealth twice. So someone will fail. And it will be me because my stealth is bad. Yeah. yeah. So, so I am just asking. You've got a plan. Again, you've done. Uh, this is now. I'm. I am. I am your dungeon master and your project manager. Can we please? You've, you've discussed a lot bag. of ideas here. Uh, I want to know who's going to yeah. put the bell on the cat or the bag on the guard. Yeah. First, so I think that's at least that's a one, maybe a two person job. And I got to know. I, I think that it should probably be me because I am a human. Uh, mm -hmm. So. I, they might not be able to recognize what human is doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could do the uh, do the sock, and then right. somebody else could be standing sort of behind wherever he's asleep, and it's yeah. just the socks in bag overhead. No, guys, yep. here's what you do: you get the bag over his head, then you turn him upside down, and you fill all the empty space in that bag with socks. Yes. Oh. How many? Just checking. How many stocks you guys have between you? Or coins? <laughs> okay, <laughs> not so, coins, Dan. Those will choke. So coins are a Lena yeah. would like to basically have a sack in one hand and a gag in the other, with her hood up, walk yes, up behind yes. him. Haunted one background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I remember the first time I had to do this. Yeah, uh, Lena. Just a clarification for how spooky is the gothic horror that we're playing. Remember, this is a special holiday episode. Clean sock, dirty sock. Uh, stocking. Oh, <laughs> but it, how, what is the state of the? Yeah. No, no, just because it's festive, you know, okay. like ho ho ho, hanging oh. over the hanging over the mantelpiece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's very okay. different. That's a very different. <laughs> okay, uh, so basically, um, you know, it's Barovia. Has anyone in Barovia ever had a clean sock? Clean socks don't <laughs> exist in Barovia. Canon. Canon. Yeah. So, so Somebody basically, to the list. with with strangely practiced ease, <laughs> um, you know, sock goes in, uh, bag comes sack out, goes on. Exactly. Yep. And then you tie his hands behind him. Tie uh, his hands. You, uh, what? Like what? Cap song. When the sack goes in. Uh, Lena, to Lena. What's what skill check do you think corresponds to this most uh, directly? I, I think if that you say animal of, handling, I'm quitting. So. Uh, I, I think that there are a lot of moving parts yeah. going on. So I'd say acrobatics just to like get that speed of tying around. Yeah. All right. Okay. Give uh, me a quick acrobatics check. I don't think you have advantage. But she's done it so much. Uh, okay. That is a 13. All right, you get the uh, the uh, the the sock in the mouth, and he is squirming and wriggling. Uh, people, you see that that Lena has not quite sealed the deal here. Uh, does someone want to run up and help? Yeah, I'll help. All right, Crucible clanks over with his distinctive robot footsteps. <laughs> Could be someone in armor. You don't know. 
forever burned into the memory of this guard <laughs> who is though sleeping finally attuned to uh, robot noises. I, how about i use my athletic skill to keep him pinned down while lena finishes yeah. the job yeah 22 when you say finishes the job. all right you hold his arms to his side and lena gets the bag firmly over his head uh and you feel confident that probably he doesn't know who did this yeah. so he's tied up he's got a sock in his mouth a bag on his head Another bag on his feet, just as a show of force, and you are ready to sneak into the house. <laughs> so we bring him in. Mm-hmm. Do we bring him in? Uh, no, we leave him here. Yeah, you leave him in the because room. Because if anyone to, uh, walks behind yeah. the building, they'll see him there. If anyone yeah. walks in the kitchen, that seems bad. Too. All right, there's Is a there room. Entry? There's a room off the kitchen where they uh, okay, they keep right. tied up guards. All right, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put him the in the potato closet. Yeah. All right. The room that people have. Super <laughs> closet. In there and up the back stairs. All right. Yeah. That took a very long time. It really did. All right. Uh, you know what? Uh, Irina and Aragal say, we'll stand watch back here in the garden because what you guys are doing is real dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Why don't you move your, can you all move your tokens to the second floor map above this map? Anytime, pal. Sort of. Oh, wait, love- I'm already there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Roll twenty wants to move the uh, map every time I try to move my tokens, so that's not happening. Good, good times. You maybe check what layer you're on. I can't be on multiple layers. I think this just. Oh. I think I would just need to reload it. But since I'm broadcasting okay. this, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Dan, I'll help you out. Where's your you. token? Uh, he was downstairs. So I have no idea where he went. Yeah, Dan, he's <laughs> gone. That got weird. All right, let me see if I can drag in a new one. Oh my right. God, Crucible! So, so does the attic go the entire size of the house? You don't know. Well, there are stairs over here. And there's also there are stairs. windows at, on the attic level at both sides of the house. Okay, so back stairs I, end here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, the the attic stairs aren't accounted for. They're right nope. Here. So. Okay. Nope. The, oh, no. Those. Oh. Yeah. So, um. Okay. So Lena has already scouted half of the uh, yep. the upstairs briefly before you were under, you know, it was when the house had was full of people. So I don't know. I'm going to suggest, and this is a thing where Dungeon Master is your friend, that you might split up to cover more ground. No. Yep. There. So there are two, <laughs> there are two doors that we haven't accounted for. Um, yeah, so let's check I don't know doors. that we, that we need to split up like all that much. Yeah. Let's not do that yet. Um, okay, so inspecting that first door. All right, so you make your way back to the center of the second floor. Uh, Lena had previously scouted out various chambers that looked like they were probably related to the Baron and the Baroness. Um, their their private bedroom, and they had a dressing mm-hmm. room and a bathroom and a fancy library slash study. Uh, but there were two rooms unaccounted for. Uh, you stop at the first door. The door is okay. locked. Okay. Uh Let's try and should I try and unlock it? Elevore says now there was a door that had a the sort of key like like broken off into it, um, and we would you know just just sort of be careful. These locks seem to be kind of old. Uh, how about an eighteen? All right, you know what? You just barely get it unlocked. That was a surprisingly well put together lock. Yeah, uh, but you're able to pick the lock. It clicks. And do you want to open the door? Uh, yes. All right. Lena Delina, the door swings open quietly. You peek through. This room 
is full of dolls. Why did it have to be dolls? Mm-hmm. Do dolls, they look like Irina? <laughs> pretty girls with white skin and auburn hair. Some of them dressed beautifully, others plainly. Some of them fill a bookshelf. Others arranged in neat rows on wall-mounted st- shelves. Still others piled atop a bed and a heady, heavy wooden chest. How many What's most odd is that all of the dolls, apart from their clothing, look the same. They all look like Arena Koliana. This is so creepy. Uh, so, so I like to imagine that she's like, come on, there are only two doors. We don't know where it is. You know, walks over, pops the lock, peeks in, and then just closes the door. <laughs> and she's like, just dolls, <laughs> and then keeps going. <laughs> I like that. I all like right. that. <laughs> just, that's, the, that's the dolls room. <laughs> that's where the dolls live. <laughs> all right. The next door uh, down the hallway is unlocked. <laughs> You peek through. Uh, This is another bedroom. It seems rather handsomely appointed. It contains a canopy bed, a low bookshelf, full-length mirror, um, and set into the north wall is an arts window of leaded glass. Nothing here seems unusual. Perception checks, people. Yep. (laughs) One of those houses where you have to pull the attic stairs out of the ceiling somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Rolled an 11 on perception. I look up. Uh, uh, let's see. Where are you, Boulders? You look hallway. up in the hallway. You yeah. do not see anything conspicuous in the ceiling above you. I also rolled an 11 on perception. You look up. You see nothing conspicuous in the ceiling above you. you know, uh, is, is that what you're doing now? You're looking for an attic hatch? Oh, no. I'm wondering if there's room. another if there's another door off of the um, lady of the house's room, actually. That wall doesn't look like it's totally accounted for. Um, that may be a visual glitch. That may be a visual thing. Okay, then yeah. I guess we're looking for ceiling hatches. Yeah. We Good old out, ceiling hatches. Fan hatch. out and look for them. Can I pop yeah. in this uh, study now here? I'll split the party. Yeah. I I'm was going to go in the, the study. Conservatory. And, yeah, I'm going to go in the study too, and I'm going to look for um, books. like switches or yeah, like I'm going to pull books and do all that kind of weird stuff in the study all right so you're checking you split up you're checking each room for secret passageways hatches whatnot uh i flip the bed i rolled okay (laughs) i rolled a 23 perception in the study all right you are searching the study uh crucible you feel relatively certain that there is no secret passage in the uh in the study Someone might want to check the linen closet that is also a place where they keep shoemakers. I'm I'm checking that, although my perception check... Elavor, did you roll a perception check? Not yet. Because okay. I flipped the bed first. Indeed. All right. And now... Oh, how about... Uh, let's see what that is. A 22. You spot... It's not that... It's neither conspicuous or inconspicuous. Uh, there's no little string for it, but there is a kind of a trap door in the ceiling of the master bedroom that looks like it must provide a- access to the attic. Everyone come to the master. Excuse me? I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> it, the, the master bedroom has a, mm. a hatch in the ceiling. Yep. Did anyone, uh, Lena, you didn't, you know, you were, you did some sweeps of some rooms more thoroughly than others. Did anyone uh, want to check any of the various rooms on the second floor Um, before you go up? I think as Lena passes again, she wants to see if 
there's anything like is this a workspace where the dolls are created or is this just where they chill um so this is specifically someone's bedroom i mean there is god i hate that there, so much there is a bed there's a chest of drawers there's a you know lots bed of shelves oh, this, is, this probably is oh that room. is yeah the bed is covered in a this pile is of dolls probably i hate room. this I it hate seems um, extremely likely that this is is okay room. so if it's asics room there is a chest in there right yeah uh should i should i go see what's in the chest i feel like we want to take his stuff <laughs> Ooh, yep. we do want to take his stuff. We or is that is that pushing him. our luck? No, we're in. Okay, I will stand guard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and again, there's a you know, feel free to. I uh, I have I am telling you in a non sinister voice. You are trying to you know search this house quickly and quietly yep. while people are at the festival. It seems not unsafe to split up to cover more yep. ground. You want to search okay. various rooms. Um, so, I want to Lena Delina, you are open focused, that chest. You are focused on the upsetting doll room, which seems like it is the uh, the private quarters of Isaac Strasny, monster arm owner and uh, loyal bodyguard to the Baron of Velaki. Uh, you pop open the chest. It's unlocked. It contains a heap of wrinkled clothes of similar shape and sizes. Looks like it's it's. Isaac's laundry, and as you root through it, uh, at the bottom there is a short sword in a in a sheath under his laundry. Uh, Just in case. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I have no way of knowing if it's a magic sword or not. No, nope, you don't know. And find out later. Okay, I'll take it. And just remember, guys, you did cut a hole in a door. So, you know. Subtlety also, has gone out the window or door. You as it tied was. up a guy and put a bag on his head. So, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I guess the jig is up. I'll just take the sword. <laughs> you take the sword. Uh, Lena, it appears to be a non-magical short sword. Okay, then I put the sword back. Okay. <laughs> Can yeah. I check this little room here? This little powder um, room yes so elevore why don't you give me a quick perception check in there it's the room with the dresses in it 14, right 17 uh this is two, two, two. sorry i'm just scrolling around in my document that is too long scrolling my way downtown uh, this is that you have found the there's kind of a master bedroom closet off of the Baron and Baroness's uh, uh, bedroom, and it's full of all kinds of fancy fancy clothing hanging on uh, hooks and uh, hangers and whatnot. Lots of fancy boots and slippers and whatnot. Okay, I'm definitely taking a pair of fancy boots. You take a pair of fancy boots. Roldish, you are standing watch in the hallway while Lena looks around this room full of dolls with increasing uh, concern. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, how many dolls are there? Are there so many dolls? Are there few enough dolls that we would be able to just take all of them? I don't like leaving him with any of these. There are a lot of dolls, people. Oh, God. Why does yeah. he have so many dolls? Uh, yeah. I don't like this guy. I um, uh, so, so since it's just the two of them, Lena says, if we don't want him to have the dolls, we're going to have to kill him. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Crucible. Uh, I am poking through this room that has the strange mm -hmm. dress on the mannequin. All right. Uh, this room, strangely, seems to be... Um, it's this, this room, it seems to be like a place where maybe the Baroness would be uh, dressed. It smells strongly of, uh, of perfume. Would you roll, uh, Crucible? A 19. 19. 
Um, so there's, it's clearly like there's a collection of perfume bottles uh, on the, the little vanity here. Um, the, uh, let's see, what else? There is a white gown uh, stored here. It looks like it's a, a, a bridal gown that's uh, been placed on a mannequin from quite a long time ago. There's a very ornate gilded mirror set in the wall. Um, and yeah. Anything unusual? No. Okay. Somebody check the bathroom. <laughs> that tub looks suspicious. There is a bathroom. <laughs> it is a bathroom. It's got a tub. Do, do we want to hit the attic? I, I just summon a perception check the bathroom. <laughs> got to do it. All right. Uh, 13 plus 3, 16. It's bathroom. All right. Let's hit the attic. All right. Attic. Anything that you wanted? So you have taken with you. Uh, did you take the short sword or no? No, I put it back because it's... So far, sword. you have taken two fancy... Uh, did you take boots, uh, Elvor? I took a pair of fancy boots, yes. Fancy boots. They're yours. So uh, you pull open the hatch. There is a... Uh, uh, basically, a ladder slowly descends, and you are able to climb up into the attic. If you scroll up on your map, there's a room. Oh, it's the, teeny. It's teeny. Um. And uh, this seems to be like a uh, a little uh, attic room. Uh, it's surprisingly dust free. Um, hmm. Twenty foot square room has a high pitched ceiling because of the uh, the shape of the roof. Uh, there are exposed wooden rafters here. They're shrouded in cobwebs. There's an old table with a lantern here. The room is otherwise empty. Um, Elevor, I'm going to say that you feel pretty certain that this is not the window that you saw light coming from, uh, which leads you to believe it was a window on the other side of the house. There is a door on the south side of this tiny little room. Perception check. Just to check out this room, see if there's anything. Uh, oh, God. Well, Tony, that's a one. You feel like <laughs> it's a room. That's a. There's a lantern. Uh, I got a 13 on perception check. Yep. Let me tell you more about this sweet lantern. <laughs> uh, can I crack open that door slightly? Sure. I shall do that. All right. You peek open the door. This seems to lead to a much it's larger a space, and it is a mess. It is full of old, forgotten things. You know, you don't you don't get to be Baron and Baroness without acquiring a lot of stuff. So there is all kinds of furniture and barrels and crates, and some of it is neatly stacked and some of it is not neatly piled and some of it is draped in white sheets. Uh, some of it is, in, is, is uh, covered with cobwebs and dust. There does seem like there's kind of a path through the junk heading, uh, heading to the east side of the house. Interesting. I rolled a 21 to um, listen to see if I hear any one talking or any rustling or footsteps. Mm -hmm. You hear, uh, you know what, Imra? Um, you slash Androdite? You think it sounds kind of like laughter coming from the east side of the attic? I'm going to whisper that I'm hearing something that sounds like laughter. Someone's up here. Uh, Lena's going to unsheath her sword. <laughs> I would like to poke my head out the door and use... Oh, no. Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> It's not a not that kind of laughter. Okay. B sound, okay. soundboard privileges. Uh, <laughs> we revoked three air horns ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then I want to use divine sense. And what does divine sense tell you? So I can use an action to detect good and evil. So mm -hmm. until the end of my next turn, I can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial, fiend, or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. That's why I need to stick my head out the door in order to do it. Because otherwise I wouldn't be able to notice anything. Not behind total cover. Mm -hmm. So that means, can you so see through like walls? I can, so I, I don't think I'd be able to see through walls, but okay. and I'm only going to do it. Why like, would he be asking that question? <laughs> if, I, if I look out and I discover that like that, that there's just a wall and I can I can see everything in the room and there's no nothing moving there i probably won't use it right away but i want to mm -hmm. I'm, I'm basically ready to pop it off yeah at a moment's notice all right you you do not see any movement in the large room you're looking into um, i'm gonna can i see farther than that though like do you want to step into the room well i mean if i'm sticking my head out the door and looking around the corner because <laughs> i have I'm, it, I'm a dwarf i have blue light vision or whatever you can i'll i'll reveal more of the map oh, for you god okay. there's a it's a long room full of junk and you think you see a wall and a door on the far side of it. This um, is that story you were talking about earlier. Only open from one to four yeah. and you have to spend more than $40. It all comes in a circle. I am going to use divine sense. Okay. I want to see if there's anything in this room, like this just room full of nonsense. Junk. Yeah. Yep. You use divine sense. Uh, there is nothing evil in this room. It's just messy. I'm going to kind of lightly knock an arrow and just be ready mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna move out into the path and yeah. all right and i'm gonna i'm to gonna go first? i'm gonna try to be stealthy oh then i will not go first uh 24 all right you're moving silently across the mountains of between the mountains of junk okay. um there is a path um imra do you want to give me a perception check on the path yeah it's a uh, 24. Um, you notice that there is a, basically seems like a single set of footprints in the dust going back and forth. Does it look Humano like humanoid? That, that was when you carried me. Yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to um, whisper that behind me and I'm just going to sneak all like as far as I can go. I do have dark vision if that matters mm -hmm. right now. All right. Um, so I'm just going to. Um, I'm going to tell Anderdite to stay in that room for now. All right. You are making your way silently and stealthily across the darkened attic storage room full of all kinds of old disused items, picking your way between trunks and crates and old couches and, and uh, discarded uh, candelabras and whatnot. At the far side of the, of the room, um, there is a door. Um, let's see. Uh, and someone has carved a large skull into this door. Uh, there's a doorknob on the door. Uh, hanging from it is a wooden sign that reads, in common, all is not well. Exclamation point. That's not uh -oh. what I've been told. That's the theme of Barovia. Um, I would like let to... Me, uh, let me just ask everybody else. Elevor, Lena Delina, Broldish, uh, Cru Crucible, you're you're still back in that little room. Yeah. Just Lee, Lena can be sneaky, so or I mean, I, theoretically, Lena can be asleep. I think Crucible sneaky. was waiting for Imra to give them some sort of signal that it yep. was safe. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm I until I like, yeah, I guess get a help me, please. I'm not moving because as I said earlier, I got yeah. the heebie-jeebies about this place. Yes. So I'm just going to stay in that room. So Lena has a 20. So she is also going to sneak out. Um, and then sees, you know, Imra is standing at the door. Mm-hmm. And then I guess gestures behind. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe silently, you know, miming to Imra, like, should we keep going? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll roll a perception check to see if I hear anything. Uh, 15. Uh, do you hear a voice? It kind of sounds like maybe a young person's voice kind of laughing. And it seems like just talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, and then I did this. Peace and carrots. I'm just, I'm going to, I don't know. How do I mime laughter? I'm going to shrug. Um, I'm going to motion everybody to come. I think, I think we need, I mean, we're in yeah. it. So we need to I'll just try go. to Rule be quiet. Dish, what is your, are you wearing heavy armor or no? Um, what am I wearing? That's a, that's a very good question. I don't even know where to look for that. Uh, should be under your equipment list, whatever your armor is, presumably. Where's, oh, there, there's, I was like, where's my equipment? It's over there. Uh, wait, nope, that's not equipment. That's just what my proficiencies are. Okay. There's weapons over there. Let's see, shield, chainmail. Yeah, so I think that is, um, you get disadvantage on stealth. Disadvantage on stealth, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can give you Maybe. a bonus, but you're still going to have disadvantage. So I don't know how helpful that is. Maybe Lena and I should like crack open the door before the noisy people come. <laughs> so, so it's like 50, 60 feet away. So it would take you an entire round of dashing to get over there. Um, But at the same time, yeah, I think it might make sense for us to try and ascertain exactly what's going on. Um, I mean, it's either going to take you, take us around to get over there, or we're going to wake them up when we're one round, when we're like half a round away. Yeah, like we could potentially get a surprise round. Yeah, could be good. but only two of you. What? So, oh. yeah. Although, I mean, a surprise surprise round for two of us is still yeah, that's fair. Whatever like, you like if you do. don't go in, if you don't go until the next round, that's equivalent. Yeah, whatever you guys want to do, just make the okay. Call. So, so Lena and Imra are like, mm, mm, mm. yeah. I'm just gonna open the. I open the door. Yeah. And burst in. Imra, as you place your hand upon the doorknob, you hear a kind of momentary crackle. Your hand gets warm as the sigil of a glyph of warning, of warding, burns your palm momentarily. And then there is an explosion of lightning throughout the attic, for you have triggered a glyph of warding on this protected door. Lena and Imra, give me a saving throw. What kind of saving throw? What kind of saving this throw? Is death. The glyph of warding. Saving I suspect throw. it's dex for glyph of warding. 
Boy, that's a uh, bummer because not only do I know what a glyph of warding is since I can cast that spell, but I have dispel magic, which probably would have been pretty handy. Uh, probably. 23. I also rolled 19 plus 4 for 23. All right. Uh, each of you succeeds, so you're going to take half of 33 damage <laughs> and are flung a decent uh, distance back from the door. The door kind of hangs on its hinges and a nasally teenage voice calls out Be gone, intruders! What will happen in Total Party Kill? Why are they in this attic? Why didn't they just leave the Locky when they had a chance? Is this the end or the beginning of the end? Anything could happen. For answers to questions such as these, tune in next season for the Total Party Kill Dog and Pony Show. Thank you and good night. Good night. Tuesday night. Live stream slash bootleg listeners. Uh, we were looking for a season break and I just found it. Uh, we will be back in 2020. Uh, but, you know, there's no, there's no break for you per se. You're stuck with no us. break for you. No yes. break for you. <laughs> no break for you. Uh, but you seem to have somehow uh, snuck your way into the lair of a teenage wizard and what could be better than oh dear i don't even want to yeah. know what's in that room so uh, uh yeah so uh good job everybody uh dan i think we can wrap things up and you can take us off the live stream whenever you want uh thank you for bearing with us tonight live stream and good night to you thank good you. night be careful